Really? Really? <sighs> painful game. It's a painful, painful game. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. We'll be talking about the eight-game NBA DFS slate on Wednesday. If it's your first time watching, cover content for NFL, NBA DFS, as well as prize picks. If you guys are playing the NFL uh, slates this weekend, make sure to check out my videos. I already have a video breaking down the Saturday and Sunday slate. Again, the sponsor is Prize Picks. If you're not familiar, it is a player prop site. You rebuild two, three, four, five, up to six player props. You can use the code DKDFS. That'll give you 100% match up to $100. I'll also have a link in the description below. So take advantage of that free money. If you're a first-time user, they have a lot of different sports you can mix and match. It's a lot of fun, so give it a try. And if you guys are looking for more in-depth content, whether it be for Prize Picks or for DFS, Patreon linked down below. All right, so... Let's recap tonight. So tonight, cash and low six tournaments, but I just showed you. Um, Miss Bellick won in the $100 single entry, so that was not not enjoyable. Um, it wasn't ideal that Yusuf Nurkic was on the bench for majority of the fourth quarter. Random foul trouble, and then just close with Eubanks. That was uh, less than ideal, I'll say that. It also was not ideal that uh, Haywood Highsmith got in random foul trouble, and then they closed with Jamal Kane. Oh, oh how about this? I Finally buying to Orlando Robinson. That's a foul trouble, and they don't close them. But when I faded him a couple weeks ago, coming off the bench, you better believe that Giga Chalk ownership he smashed. And Gabe Vincent, man, are you like, come on. Half the field faded. They needed to be punished more, okay? Seven, I took his over. The only miss I had today on prize picks was Gabe Vincent over fantasy score. Well, he almost had a double-double with turnovers. Like, you can't do that, man. You can't have seven turnovers. You can't. You just can't do that to me. So, um, yeah, guys, that's a recap there. Had a great day, or really good day on prize picks. A very profitable, uh, profitable betting as well. Um, basically nuked uh, the uh, Jaden Ivey points kind of everywhere. So that was nice that he hit before uh, the massive blowout. But yeah, I'm just, come on, man. Uh, it's DFS. It can just be a very, very painful game. But yeah, cash and low stakes, cash in the showdown. Still lost money overall. Um, yeah, a lot of painful stuff. Vincent, floor game in 40 minutes. Haywood Highsmith, random foul trouble, plus random benching. Orlando Robinson, finally buy-in, massive foul trouble. And then Nurkic, random foul trouble, and closing with Eubanks. Yay! Yay, yay, yay. Also, can we just, let's talk about this for a second. Really, bro? Really? Really? Like, okay, you can, he comes and says, all right, yeah, it's not accurate. All right, okay, okay. And then three minutes later, not my brother either. That just knife to the stomach. Was it really necessary? Race fan 22. Was that really necessary? The lowest of blows, man. All right, so let's talk about this eight-game slate. Chicago, Washington's first game here. Chicago, I took the Mar DeRozan uh, over assist um, last game. Was on pace to hit. Was at four, and then he got injured. So that was uh, no fun. He is questionable. That's huge news, right? 
If DeMar DeRozan's out, Levine and Nikola Vucevic can stand out as two of the best plays of the slate. They've already been playing well and are in a good spot and been playing a ton of minutes. But if you take DeMar DeRozan out of this lineup, um, these two look great, especially Levine with that shooting guard, small forward eligibility. So those two would look really, really good. And then I'm going to be honest, I don't know who they would start for DeRozan. Like, they could go small, I guess, and maybe throw, like, a Kobe White in there. I guess they could start, like, a Derrick Jones Jr. I don't know. I don't know who they would start. I mean, yeah, maybe they just throw, like a, like, a Crusoe in there and go small with a Crusoe, Io, Levine, at Williams, Vooch. I guess they could technically do that against Washington. We'll see. But yeah, these two are going to look, uh, these two look good, but look way better if DeMar Rosen's out. Patrick Williams is a decent option at this price point. Will look a little bit better if DeMar DeRozan is out. Should play over 30 minutes. I would assume move 4K. Minutes have ticked down a little bit on him. Production's been down on him, but he would look a bit better if DeRozan's out. Caruso should be available. Should play low to mid-20s minutes. Again, he would probably see a minutes increase if DeRozan is out. Drummond's just going to play the backup five. Uh, he'll be productive when he's on the court, but most likely won't see uh, minutes alongside Vooch. You saw them do that like once this season where Drummond played alongside Vooch. Um, again, Kobe White, Drogic, they could see a slight bump if, in minutes if DeRozan's out. I mean, maybe they start Eric Jones Jr. If that's the case, he could be a viable value. So we'll see. We'll, again, DeRozan news is huge. If DeRozan plays, I still think you know DeRozan, Vooch, and Levine are all firmly in play, but there'd be no priorities. I think Levine would probably be the easiest and probably would be the highest, easiest guy to get to and probably the highest owned of that group. On the Wizards side, so uh, Porzingis and my best ball team. No surprise, just everyone on my best ball team misses games. So, woohoo! But uh, he's questionable. Uh, Beal's still out. Daniel Gafford is questionable. And uh, Corey Kispert is questionable. So, kind of hard to break this one down as well. Assuming everyone's in, I think, you know, Porzingis and Kuzma are fine tournament plays. They should play mid 30s, mid high 30s minutes in competitive game. Gafford, if he plays, should see mid 20s minutes. It would be a fair option in the mid range. Monty Morris, DeLon Wright, they're splitting the point guard duties. Both are viable. Rui Hashimura, Danny Advia are both be playable valleys. But there'd no, there be no like priorities if these guys are all in. If they're all out, then Washington most likely will, would start Dusty Taj Gibson at the five, and he would be a potential play at 3-1. Vernon Carey Jr. would most likely get the backup five run in that uh, situation. Or I guess they could go small with Rui Hashimura. Um, and then I think, you know, Rui and Denny would definitely see more minutes if these guys are out. And uh, Kuzma would be the clear go-to guy. He would look pretty good. So, um, yeah, that news is really, really big for Washington. Also, Will Barton would most likely enter the rotation in uh, that scenario. And he could be even a playable value at the Flatman. Minnesota, Denver. So, Minnesota, or Minnesota, Denver. Minnesota, Detroit. Uh, Anthony Edwards is questionable. Uh, I assume he'll play. He was questionable last game. And he ended up playing. Well, he's more on the doubtful side. He said, oh, I'm not going to play Sunday or very slim chance. So I hammered D'Angelo Russell overs on prize picks. And what do you know? He played. Said, man. He go crazy sometimes. But, um, yeah, Anthony Edwards, I think, is a solid cheap. He plays him. He plays him. D'Lo should play mid-30s minutes. Uh, minutes have ticked down a little bit in D'Lo of late. Rudy Gobert, been playing a bit better of late. Um, 44, 54, 34 fancy points. Also 38 minutes last game, so the minutes have ticked up on him. If he's going to continue to play mid-30s minutes, I do like him at the price point. The concern is you know, they, do, <laughs> they do have Nas Reed, who they could close with, um, but his minutes have very much ticked down of late. 
The wings and slow-mo McDaniels are just kind of fine options. You know, Bull should play around 30 minutes. Fine with either. The wall's 4-7. You know, the minutes have ticked down on him. Probably can't go there. So, and Torian Prince will see rotation minutes. I mean, 26 and 27 minutes over the last couple games. If he's going to continue to play those type of minutes at close to the min price, he is someone you can use for salary relief. On the Detroit side, I'm not excited for this. I'm not excited. I'm not excited at all. Um, we'll see about Bojan, Stewart, Duran, Livers. I assume they're all going to be out. They all missed the game tonight. If they're all out, again, you got the late scratch for Isaiah Stewart. Nerlens Noel is literally the only setter on this team. Not only played 21 minutes last game, the game turned into a random blowout. He probably would have played, you know, close to that 30-minute mark if it stayed competitive. So Noel's going to look really good, assuming he starts. The two guards in Hayes and Ivy will run the show offensively. Again, um, both these guys get a usage bump with Bojan off the court. Bulls should play over 30 minutes if, that's a big if, if the game stays competitive. You should see Sadiq Bey in the starting lineup. You should see, you know, 30-plus minutes from him. I think he's a solid value. Alec Burks will be productive in his minutes off the bench. Uh, Hamadou Diallo really, really tilted me tonight. Uh, was way over-owned and uh, went for 29 fancy points. But he still would be a viable option in GBPs uh, at that price. Kevin Knox started. He played 33 minutes. Corey Joseph will see rotation minutes. That's like, yeah, it's a really, really disgusting team to talk about. We'll keep an eye on the news, but once again, they could be very, very shorthanded. And then I mentioned this in the, in the Patreon stream. What is a Jared Roden? I'm dead serious. I had to look. I thought this was a fake. That's not a real person. It's not. I looked it up and I still am convinced it's not a real person. A Jared Roden. The NBA's got to quit with making names up, man. I'm telling you. All right, Pelicans. So, no Zion, no Ingram. Herbert Jones is doubtful. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, we can't. It's like, it's like that gif of the, of the girls. Like, nah, 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 nah. Well, that's, that's basically how I feel, Trey Murphy. I, I, I don't think I can do it. Maybe I can. No, no, we're... we're I'm done. I've lost infinite money on Trey Murphy over the last couple weeks. I can't do it. Can't do it. Also, his minutes have ticked down. His minutes have ticked down of late 25-23. But with Herb Jones out, you would think he would play a bit more. They did start Dyson Daniels for Herb Jones last game. So in the second half, I assume Dyson Daniels will start. I think he's viable at 3.1K. McCollum played him at no ownership last slate. Was absolutely breaking the slate. Massive blowout. Of the random variety. This game does have some blowout risk playing on the road against Boston, but like the upside in CJ, like the upside in JV, he had a big game last game too. Minutes not as secure with Larry Nance playing alongside him. Najee Marshall, the much safer wing to target. He's been playing very consistent minutes, so easier, safer play. Murphy's just the GBP pivot, but Murphy's minutes have ticked down. He's really struggled of late. Larry Nance is 4.4. Did play a little bit alongside JV. Um, I think he's a fair value play. Can close, again, games. Jose Alvarado's 4.4. We probably see low to mid-20s minutes from him. Uh, I think he's a viable value as well. All right, and the Boston side. So we got Marcus Smart uh, questionable, and then Robert Williams is also questionable. Uh, I mean, the price points on Tatum and Brown, just like they're just right. Like, they're priced right. So, like, I'm just, I can't really do, like, I, you land them as last piece in, contrarian spend up, sure, but... They're just there for me. Um, was Smart out last game? 
uh, you saw Robert Williams move into the starting lineup. So if both Smart and Robert Williams are out, be interesting to see who they start. Um, but yeah, Derek White, 5K, saw 30 minutes. He would look a little bit better, a bit better if Marcus Smart is out, as would Mark would uh, as would Malcolm Brogdon. Sorry, it's it's making this video past midnight, a little bit tired, but long day. Um Brogdon, you know, we know he's a good point permanent guy. His uh, you know, when he gets extra run, he can smash, but did only by 22 minutes last game. That was a bit disappointing. If Rob Williams is out, I think Al Horford's a fair play at 4-6. Minutes would be pretty secure. Grant Williams would be a little bit more viable if Rob Williams is out. Played 37 minutes last game. I think that's a bit of an outlier, though. So, run to Indiana and New York for the Pacers. Naismith and McConnell, both questionable. Iris Halbert, 9-2. Decent spend-up. Should play mid-30s minutes. Relatively high floor with, uh, you know, the ability to stuff the stat sheet. Miles Turner, like his ceiling, but a bit up and down. But I think we see low 30s minutes from him. Yield, Matherin, playable. Uh, Andrew Nemhard, 3.9K, probably sees low 30s minutes. I think he's a fair value play as well. Dalen Smith, most likely sees the backup five run in his playable GPPs. If Naismith plays, then yeah, he's in play. He didn't practice though, so there's a chance that he sits. And uh, yeah, that's basically it for the Pacers. Moving on to the Knicks. The big news is RJ Barrett, right? RJ Barrett is out. We can still get two guys like Randall and Brunson who are just going to play massive, massive minutes. I don't know if you guys saw the last game. Randall started the game like 0 of 10, and he still finished with like a he still finished with 57 fantasy points. He shot 9 of 29, 1 of 12 from 3. Um, so Randall Brunson, I would like if there's no RJ Barrett. And then Emmanuel quickly should see a ton of minutes. He'll be a decent play in the mid-range. Again, they're just running a super tight rotation. You know what I'm going to say about Mitchell Robinson, right? He'll play a ton if he stays out of foul trouble and does have a ceiling. And Quentin Grimes would probably see a ton of run as well if R.J. Barrett is out. But if Barrett's in, then there's nothing that really stands out to me on the Pacers. Quickly, most likely moves back to the bench. Brunson and Randall will be a bit overpriced. So, yeah, the Barrett news is everything for me. Milwaukee and Atlanta. Middleton's still out. Drew, uh, Giannis and Combo have been quiet of late. But um, like the spot for him a lot here. Still think he's a decent spendable suit. Ownership comes in on him. And then Drew Holiday got in random foul trouble last game. Still played 34 minutes, so it doesn't look like he's on a limit anymore. I think he's a bit too cheap. I think Drew Holiday should be about an 8K player. So I uh, do like him at the price point. The bigs are both fine for tournaments with Lopez and Portis. If you want to take shots and guys like Allen, Connaughton, Ingles uh, for value, that's fine. I don't think they're standouts, but you know, probably one of these game, one of these guys will have a decent game. If the game stays competitive. On the Atlanta side, no Capella. So I like the bigs once again, like the ceiling on Collins, like the ceiling on Okongu. The issue is both are very foul prone and they're going to be going up against Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, ooh, right? That's a little bit nerve wracking. But if they stay out of foul trouble, both these guys have shown a ceiling. Um, Young and Murray are, are fine tournament plays. I think it's a little bit easier to get to DeJounte at 8 2, but his floor is a bit lower. Like the ceiling uh, a bit more, I think, with Trey Young. McDonavich, just kind of indifferent on him in the mid-range. DeAndre Hunter is 5K, should see mid-30s minutes. I think he's a pretty safe option. Again, Atlanta running a pretty tight rotation of late. San Antonio, Memphis, another team. I'm just I'm just tired of seeing this team on the slate. The sell's out. Uh, Kata Bates-Diop is questionable. And Keldon Johnson is questionable. This game has massive blowout risk. you got Ja playing on the opposite side. So be careful with the Spurs here. If Keldon's out, then yes, you can look to Trey Jones. You can look to Jakob Pertle. But it's just like, Trey Jones is literally going to play 30 to 32 minutes and give you like 30 to 33 fantasy points. It's like he is just so consistent, but there's like no ceiling with him. So, 
Yeah, Jakob Pertl, again, probably sees around 30 minutes if the game stays competitive, but I'm not convinced that this game can stay competitive. Josh Richardson been playing really well off the bench. I think he's a fine value play. Langford, again, Bates-Diop, McDermott, these guys are all like playable values if Keldon Johnson's out. But, yeah, there's not a ton I love for the Spurs. If Keldon Johnson's in, you can take a shot on him and GPPs. Again, though, I am very concerned about the blowout. On the Memphis side, love the ceiling on Jaw if he's back to normal minutes. Um, but again, at home, going up against one of the worst teams in the league, there's definitely some risk here. Triple J, Bain, eh, with Jaw back, don't love the price points. I think Steven Adams is still fine, but yeah, not a ton that, that I love here for Memphis. I'll mention Xavier Tillman because he'll play the backup five to Adams. Um, and if the game blows out, which it's possible, he could get extended. So. I have a sneaky play there in Xavier Tillman at 3-5. We'll be in the regular rotation, and then we'll most likely see minutes in a blowout as well. Phoenix and Denver. Mikel Bridges, man, it's just like, come on. They've played him so many times when the Suns are shorthanded. Every time, this guy is just massive bust. And I finally fade tonight. So I'm like, there's no way the Suns are keeping this game competitive. Bridges has been just so inconsistent. And the Suns win, and Bridges goes for like 50 fantasy points. You can't do that to me, man. You can't. But, yeah, assuming everyone that was out tonight is out again, then the Suns look like a very appealing team. You got Dwayne Washington in the starting lineup. He did not close, but good point per minute guy, 4.6K. Would really, really like him. Again, Bridges, if the game stays competitive, does have a ceiling. We saw it tonight. Torrey Craig, eh, I'm fine with. You saw a pretty big game from Damian Lee. I like him at 3.7. How about Dario Sarch? No, I did not foresee a Dario Sarch triple-double. Like, my goodness, from Dario Sarch. He's definitely viable for value. Landil, Biembo will split the center minutes. They're both in play, as is a Koji. Um, so the Suns are going to look really good, once again, if all these guys are out. In a blowout, too, like, you're probably going to see Dwayne Washington, a Koji-ish um, Wainwright for sure on the court. One of the bigs, most likely Landil, and then, like, one of, like, Lee or Sarch. So if you're playing for a blowout, which is very possible, those are probably the guys that would play in the blowout. On the Denver side, we got Bruce Brown, Bones Highlands, Ignacio, all probable. So basically, this team is fully healthy. Like the ceiling a lot in Jokic. Same thing said about Jod, though. Definitely worried about potential blowout against a G League Suns team. You want to take shots in Murray, Gordon, MPJ tournaments? Be my guest. Um, but yeah, not, not a ton that I love here for Denver. And finally, Houston and Sacramento. So this game looks appealing. Two of my favorite teams to target for DFS. We got Houston. We got Sacramento in the late night hammer. Uh, yeah, this one should be fun. KPJ, Jalen Green. Both these guys should play mid-30s minutes. Um, KPJ has been playing a ton recently. Also, he has a bit of a higher floor than Jalen Green. So I think he's a little bit of a safer target. Where Jalen Green, a bit more score independent, a bit of a lower floor. So if I play Jalen Green, he'll shoot 5%. If I fade, he'll go for 50 um, once again, it's Houston is on the slate really quick. Play Sangoon more. Play Tari Eason more, coach. Okay. They have been playing Sangoon a bit more of late, 32, 35 minutes. Like, start playing him normal minutes, enough of the like 22, 23 minutes a game. Play him 35 minutes a game. If he plays 30 plus minutes, I like ceiling a lot here in GPPs. Jabari Smith should see around 30 minutes. Fine with him in the mid range. Um, Eric Gordon's just a boring value, but he's going to play around 30 minutes, probably give you 15 to 20 fancy points. That's totally fine. And then finally, the Sacramento Kings. Sabonis, like the ceiling a lot on him, should play 38 to 40 minutes. 
Um, he looks good at the top. Deeron Fox at almost 9K. A little bit of a lower floor, but still in play for GPPs. The Wings, Herter, Barnes, Murray, all totally fine. Herter, the guy at the highest ceiling, he's been playing pretty well of late. I mentioned really liking Malik Monk as a contrarian play last night. He absolutely smashed and lost Mets due to a random blowout at 4.4K. I like him again. Depends on ownership, though. Like, if he gets a lot of ownership tomorrow, then I'm more willing to fade. If he's low-owned like he was last night, I'm more willing to buy in. So, yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up the video. And if you have been enjoying the DFS content, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Appreciate you guys, as always, and I'll see you all in the next one.